Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today Damla Octakin, who is here to talk about, oh my gosh, so much amazing stuff. I, I was on her website, and I just told her before I hit record, um, yeah, healing energetic wounds and remembering your light. That just spoke to my soul. So Damla is a healer, coach, and writer. So welcome today. Hi, everyone. Hi, Terry. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready to dive into all of this beautiful work that you're doing in the world. And um, so talk to people about what it is you do. Well, I am an energetic wound healer. And there's a little bit of coaching in there. And there's some soul writing. Um, but basically, my journey started, I started very mind-based I actually started my professional career as a business consultant and I had my MBA, I had an engineering degree and all that good stuff. And then life took me to a place where I actually manifested physical symptoms. Uh, one night after working until 9 p.m. in my corporate job, I woke up with intense pain and we went to the emergency room and so my migraines started. So that was sort of my wake up call to move from mind-based to body-based, like my body was calling out to me. So I dove right into yoga, which provided me not only physical relief, but an immense opportunity of soul growth and spiritual growth, uh, which I took in wholeheartedly. So I became a 500-hour yoga teacher. I became a prenatal yoga teacher, all of those things. Um, and then came a point in my life where there was the next step of evolution and I became a mom. And in the aftermath of that, uh, the body-based approach wasn't working anymore. I, as a new mom, I was stretched beyond my limits and all of my wounds were coming to the surface, which we can talk about. And in that, at that point, I realized that I needed to take my next step, which started slowly with um, vibrational healing. And I realized that was the missing piece, the field, the energy. So I had started with the mind, I moved on to the body. And then the next step was seeing it all as a whole in the vibrational field. And that to me, again, was starting with mantras, moving on to crystals and sound healing and tuning forks to EFT or emotional freedom technique. And the commonality of all of those is, um, yes, we have, you know, things that manifest in our bodies, but there's a lot happening in our energy field in the unseen, invisible too. So right now my work is combining the two and seeing where I can provide relief to people, whether it's their body or their field or their mind. 
wow. I, the one thing that you said just absolutely blew me away was the evolution of, I, I love how you, you see it as this transition um, and an evolution because it really is an evolution. It's almost like, okay, we've, we now understand this. It's time to move on to this. And, and then, but then how it all comes back and ties together and how you're, you are using um, both the, the body and the energy together. Beautiful. Yes. And it's, I love that you say that because it's um, with my evolution, my understanding of energetic rhythms also change and it, they, it still continues to evolve in my mind based place. I wasn't even aware that I had wounds. I wasn't even like, it wasn't a conscious, like, yes, I mean, you, you sort of compare your family to others or you're growing up and then you're like, oh, okay, this seems a little off, but you don't realize the effect that has on you. And then uh, until I realized, okay, so this is coming up as bodily sensations and then combining that to, okay, there are other ways that I can work with this rather than just the yoga poses. I can expand my possibilities and potentials. So that has been sort of the evolution. And with the energetic foods, my initial understanding was, which is I think the way we, we think about it. First, there's the, uh, the trauma like an accident you got hit by a car, which is like sudden. And we, you know, that's the picture of trauma in our heads. Right. But um, trauma can also be the continuous, you know, um, how should I put it? I don't want to say negative, but non-life affirming effects in our lives. And I used to think that, okay, like trauma is like a box in you. You sort of open it up. And then you look at the contents and maybe you like Marie Kondo, you throw a few away <laughs> and then you, you close it down and then you're fine. And now I'm realizing that um, not only do I have the stresses and the trauma of today, like this moment, I am carrying as a person in my cells, in my DNA, the wounds from this lifetime and others <laughs> And the wounds of my ancestors continue yes. to live in me. And not only that, the collective wounds of our species, which is coming up hugely at this time. So now my work has become, um, here's how I think of it currently. It's like a Tetris game. So the moment you pay attention, you know, if you've played Tetris in your life, this yes. day, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's familiar with it. No, I'm so turning things. So you get these <laughs> gaps in the places, right? right. And, and the moment you mess up, the, the gaps build up upon each other and you're sort of left with all these woundy places. Versus if you start to pay attention to your now, you start to eliminate those effects from the top layer by layer down. Like maybe you start with the now, you go to the inner child, you go to the ancestors, and then you, you have like almost eliminated everything, right? You have the potential to. And then the moment you don't pay attention, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> All of those wounds are going to keep building up on each other. So I don't see your wounds as a static thing that you, you see. It's not like a surgery. Wounds are a dynamic, evolving thing as well in my work. Beautiful. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your personal journey of wounds and, and how you came to the initial part of it? Okay, so 
my experience has been and what I see in my clients is that uh, again there's a period of time where you're not even aware that you have wounds and then you slowly begin to become aware of them or there happens to be a life change like you move like you um lose a parent or you uh go through um menopause or you become a mom something big happening a big stressor in your life and then all of those wounds are guess what like you haven't listened to me or to us in a while let us all come out to the surface <laughs> and come out and play so that was my experience with um motherhood so they all came out to play to be seen yeah. and I went to a very very dark place and in that dark place um it's funny because I didn't see that darkness as something I needed to extinguish I was mostly curious and I didn't I wasn't drawn to labeling it some people told me like, was it like postpartum depression? Like those words didn't even come to my mind. That's just, I don't know, maybe the way that I grew up, you're sort of supposed to deal with life as it comes at you. <laughs> so in that space of just being, coming face to face with all of my, like I had this, um, and I still at times have this anger that would come up, like all of us, like this, intense anger even even if there's no reason for it and I now know that that's my inner child speaking out and talking to me about boundaries that my boundaries being crossed so um and at that point in my life being a mom the choice in my in front of me was okay I have this light being do I just stay in the darkness <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even an option. It was more like, okay, how do I bring some more light into here, into this place that I'm in? And that was, again, first I started to work with mantras. And the name of my website is, and business is a drop of OM. OM symbolizing um, the vibrational quality of the universe that's in all of us, in everything. I bring it often back to the string theory where we are all uh, vibrating um, probabilities of light at the very basic of it um, and we're multi-dimensional potentials of probabilities swimming in an ocean of probability so then came crystals crystals have opened up um, other opportunities for me because again being mind-based to body-based to field or energy-based um, Yes, there were moments in life that I leaned on my intuition, but I didn't realize not only the wounds live in the field, but also infinite support, infinite guidance and potentials. So with the crystal work, I was able to tap into some of those potentials and um, my um, I started to lean more and more on my intuition to just see and play with this. Just, just to, I started with assessing just myself. Okay, like where do I see things not flowing? And what can I do gently to begin to flow things? Um, and then I started to experiment with all sorts of other things, tuning forks, EFD, whatnot, um, which is all I, what I offer 
today. But it came down to like, okay, so when today someone comes to me, I'm more interested in, yes, we can look at the wounds. Yes. But I'm not interested in opening up boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Just to look, what's in the box? I'm not interested in that. I'm I'm interested in, why is this particular box or not coming up for you today? And then let's figure out together what else is possible. What else can we tap into bring more, to bring more vitality and flow into you and your experience? Yes, beautiful. I was just thinking to myself, so I love the idea. I find hearts everywhere, but then crystals. I've gone to a crystal shop with a friend of mine, a therapist friend who also utilizes those and on her healing journey. And one of my favorites is that I don't even know what this, what this stone is. What is dream? Yeah, I, don't, I was very drawn to it um, because one, it was in the shape of a heart <laughs> that I'm sure, you know, somebody made, but I will take this with me when I fly, when I'm in my, when I, because I, I have a, a much better fear of flying than I used to have, but there's just something grounding about having, um, you know, so is this, the, is, are those the types of things you do helping people find what works for them? Um, okay, you took me a completely different place. I was going to dive into crystals because I'm in the process of writing an online course about crystals called Crystal Healing Simplified. Um, yes, those are the types of things that I do. And I have a um, vastly different view on crystals. Um, I see them as um, almost like things we can connect with and build a relationship with. I don't consult books when I'm working with crystals. I don't also necessarily believe that like a a rose quartz has to be on the heart chakra at all times. I don't think they um, need to be confined to such limitations because they are vibrational um, essences of nature. And they help us get in touch with that southern realm, that realm of possibility, the quantum realm, where we can look into other options rather than just what's here right now. Uh, so what I do with people is, first of all, I'm very passionate about self-healing and empowering people to self-heal. Um, I'm only one person. I know <laughs> I know a lot of other healers, and I highlight healers in my podcast, Conversations with Healers. Um, but we're not, you know, working with a healer is invaluable in getting you uh, further in your evolution. But also you need to do the day-to-day work of clearing up your Tetris screen. Otherwise, if you come to me with your Tetris screen all filled up to the top, what I need to do as a healer with you first is help you clear that or bring it down to a manageable level so that now we can die down to the deepest level of why did this start in the first place and fill that hole. Beautiful. And I totally get it and I totally understand it. Another thing that I've utilized is, is like sound meditations and making the, ah, you know, and so, and I'm telling you, I have felt like the chakras align and things clear and it's just a very powerful and beautiful. Do you do sound work with people at all? I do. I work with tuning forks. I work with a method called biofield uh, tuning. 
Um, I also work just with my hands and most of the time it's not necessarily what I do, but what I guide you through, I get you, help you get in touch with your body. And in terms of the self-healing, I'm offering um, monthly healings, which are super affordable. They're group healings, they're online, they're accessible. There's a recording that you can have and you can purchase later on too. Um, and also I have a few online courses. One of them is called Tending to Your Needs because I've found that that's the, the first element that needs to happen in your healing journey is for you to realize when you're tending to your needs, you're not only nourishing the you that's here, you're nourishing all your quantum selves, your, all your inner children, as well as your ancestors. Yes, um, yes. And then I have another course on intuition and another course on uh, EFT tapping, which I believe is a huge, uh, invaluable tool. But moving on to the private work that I do, the private work is um, obviously a little bit more dedication on you and that intention saying, okay, I'm ready, willing, enabled, to look at all these building blocks that brought me to this place in the first, you know, in the first place. And it's, um, it's a powerful thing to do. And I, my job is to embody and mirror the inner healer that you have in you. So it's a co-creative process. It's not something I do to you. We create an experience together, but my job as a healer is for, is to, um, push you when you're avoiding and support you when you're in fear and open you up to further possibilities. Um, and like I said, my journey has sort of brought me from a mind place to more vibrational place. And during that time, I also realized that I can hear guidance. I can occasional, occasionally see guidance. So that sort of gets fed into the process as well. Okay. Is it, then when you talk healing with working with your hands, is that a Reiki kind of energy healing work? I don't necessarily call it Reiki, although I'm a Reiki master. <laughs> I just, um, let's put it this way. I'm open to whatever um, goodness potentials are ready, willing, and able to move through me. So yeah. that's, that's what it is. I love it. And I've, I've experienced, uh, I've, I've, seen a Reiki practitioner as well and done energy healing work. And it really is incredibly powerful and um, healing. So yeah, I love the work you're doing. And what I do is it's not necessarily you lie down and you like I work on you. <laughs> it's, it's a bit more interactive than that. We, um, I like to make sure that you're aware I'd like to make sure that you're in your body and you're embodied and present. Um, and occasionally I might ask you questions like, um, okay, this sensation in your body, how old is it? How old is it? Yeah. And when did it get there? And it, that place in you, if it was a person, what does it look like? What does it need from you? What would you like to do with it? Do you want to go sit next to it? Do you want to hug that? So there's a lot of inner child, inner sensation work involved in what I do. Yes. I, I know for me, myself, I started to say, I feel like as if I'm floating, I'm starting to float and I was getting scared. And it was, I, my MO was dissociation. And so 
part of dealing with my childhood trauma at the time as a child was dissociating from it and being outside of my body. And so that floating sensation was part of that. Um, and yeah, so we very much tapped into it. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. For yeah. those of us with energetic wounds, that's a lifelong journey. And I, uh, which reminds what you say, Terry reminds me of. So sometimes people ask me like, is there anyone without wounds? Uh, the answer is no. Because you may have had the seemingly perfect childhood, but there are always things unsaid, things you felt sensed but couldn't make sense of at the time that get stored in your field and in your body. And also, you are still carrying the um, memories of your ancestors. So they live here. And then the ruining of our species is huge. We've been through wars and migrations and I mean, lots of stuff. Yes. <laughs> but we all have a responsibility to once what something's here as a physical sensation. So by the way, not all moons may manifest as physical sensations. Like by the time they get really chronic and if one of them is really loud, that's when I see manifesting or it might be a combination of a few. Um, they still exist as ripples affecting how we experience the world in our field. But for those of us um, who've had um, traumatic childhood experiences from birth, possibly before, through this age in this particular lifetime, there's also the lifetime stored in DNA, you know, if you're open to that kind of information. But in this last lifetime, let's say that you've had a particularly hard life, so what that means is you're a bit like a burnt toaster. Your circuitry had to carry um, more charge, more adrenaline, and more stress throughout your life. So when you come to this moment in your life, what that's going to mean is even if there's a small spark that a person who haven't handled that kind of load could handle, that small spark is going to shift all your Tetris blocks like <laughs> so you in particular and I'm in that boat too I have a quiz on my website by the way which is called your energetic wounds quiz it's just 12 questions and you can take it and you can sort of assess where you are with regards to your wounds I have I've I'm yes to uh, my answer is yes to 11 out of those 12 so I'm right there with you. So if you're someone like that, who knows who has energetic wounds, you have to have even more self-healing and healing practices daily. Not only that, you need to invest in working with someone who you trust and know can help you handle this load better. And I, I liken it to, you know, that burnt toast, sort of burnt through the coating of the energetic um, or electrical um, wires. Yeah. So you need to do the daily work of recoding those wires, your nervous system, re-nourishing uh, um, all of the wiring and meridians in you so that you can handle the loads that life throws at you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I, again, another aha moment that you just shined a light on was that 
those who are carrying, I don't want to say a heavier burden, but, but more trauma wounds with them um, do need to make sure that they have this full toolbox of healing strategies and healthy practices uh, and habitual patterns in place um, on a daily basis. Yeah. And not only that, a lot of patience. Yeah a lot of compassion because we with wounds we chat we also criticize ourselves a lot like why am i like this yeah so much compassion so much understanding so much love needs to happen on a daily basis yes absolutely got me a little choked up there for a second i got a little too- <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what you need today there uh, exactly well I was I was a little critical on myself this morning so I think that's why that just spoke to me so thank you for that uh so yeah so anything else that we haven't touched upon I know I steered us in a different direction for a second so if you wanted to loop back around to anything that we haven't touched on yet I think that um we also underestimate our ability to heal you know, we also downplay all those moments we've already self-healed ourselves. Um, like I was talking to you, Terry, and you said how you hung up these beautiful things in your new home. That to me is healing. And all of the moments where you shifted from reaction to even just taking a pause and then perhaps to inspired action that's a win. That's a beautiful moment of healing. Um, And all of the thoughts, patterns, and beliefs that you already shifted. I think it's common um, for people with energetic wounds, especially if those wounds already have manifested into bodily symptoms to say, like, I've been doing all this work, all this work, every day and i i haven't healed a hundred percent i haven't even healed one percent like this is so much and i hear you and i'm there with you but in my work i also see that sometimes when someone comes to me or when they're doing the work on themselves sometimes when you do the work it's instantaneous. There's a huge aha moment. There's a big shift. You go back to your life. You're feeling fantastic and amazing. And that's beautiful. Everything's flowing, which is lovely. And then occasionally other times, either the wound is so big that you're just beginning to enter into it, or it just isn't time yet. It's not time yet. And you're getting ready for that big aha moment. And what we do today, the, the, the work that we do together, or you, you enter group healing, or you do the self-healing, whatever you do, is to prepare for that big aha. It's not for you to see an immediate shift, but it's for you to trust that somewhere something is moving in the right direction every single day, every moment that you breathe and pay attention to your needs in the now and do some sort of self-healing. Use any tool that you have, whether you meditate, whether you work with crystals, whether you work with me or another healer. When you do that, just trust that something is working. Yes, absolutely beautiful. So how do people find you? How do they connect with you? 
I, uh, I'm easy. <laughs> My website is a drop of om, a d r o p o f o m dot com. Uh, and like I said, a drop of om, um, the name came to me in a dream. My name, Damla, actually means a droplet, a water droplet in oh. Turkish. So a drop of om is not just to say you're a drop of om, you're a drop of vibration and a sea of vibration, but also each and every healing and self-healing you do adds to that vibration, not just in you. It creates ripple effects and heals everything else. So go to a drop of om. I have a lot of free resources. I have two free meditations. One of them is called allowing life to flow. Again, all those stuck places in you, we want them to, um, we want you to start to make contact with them, um, establish a relationship with them. So you can do that. You can take the quiz, your energetic wounds quiz right on my uh, front page that's going to help you determine what your wounds are, which is the first step in beginning to heal them. And then if you wanted to meet with me, I'm actually available. <laughs> you can go to my schedule and you can select uh, 15 minutes uh, meeting. We can chat. I have a podcast called Conversations with Healers that I invite you to listen because there are so many varieties of healing opportunities, which I love to highlight for people to um, take advantage of. And there's more coming. Like I said, I'm working on a crystal healing course. I'm hoping to, um, I have a few other projects, let's say. <laughs> so you want, you want to stay in the loop. So I hope you, um, and you can find me with a drop of um, uh on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'd love to connect with your listeners that way. Wonderful. And I love it. And I, I mean, I love all the work you're doing and I have that, that to-do list too, because these, I think once you find yourself in this healing arena, there's just so many possibilities of, and we're drawn to wanting to help others find that place of peace once we've discovered it. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. just, uh, yeah. I like, I like what Abraham says. Um, Abraham Hicks, he, uh, they say, um, you're never done. Yeah. You're never done and you can never go wrong. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Damla, I, I just so appreciate the work you're doing in the world and um, helping others along their healing journey. It's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for holding this beautiful container. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Yes, you. absolutely. Oh my gosh. And thank you for all of the aha moments that I had. So. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. I found out a few days ago, the podcast has now been downloaded in 71 countries. Uh, so I love the idea that it continues to blossom across the world. And um, thank you for being here with us. So until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Thank you.